A new year is finally here. 2020, this is it, guys. Time to fulfill those New Year's resolutions. So what's yours? Well, mine is getting organized. So whether it may be that you've got a side hustle or you're a full-time entrepreneur, you're going to need a way to keep everything organized with your contracts. Enter QuickTrack. My friends at QuickTrack have the best way for you to create and sign a contract all from your mobile device. It's that easy. And you could do it all in 60 seconds. You don't have to worry about all the silly legal lingo. You don't have to understand any of that stuff. Plus, you can get it done, sent out to the other person, and get paid all within the app. So whichever side of the contract you might be on, you're going to love QuickTrack. Go download the free QuickTrack app today from the App Store. QuickTrack, Q-U-I-K-T-R-A-C-T, QuickTrack. I want to go all in on me. And working for me means being transparent, being real, telling my story and helping and empowering others. And it brings me so much joy. Every day I hear from someone that either read my book or listens to my podcast or, you know, has seen me speak at an event. And when I hear about life changes they've implemented as a result of whatever tools that they got from me, that is I keep a file on my phone called Fam Love, and I put all those notes in there for the days when I have the micro challenges so I can go flip in and say, oh, kid, don't give up. You're helping way too many people. I am over the moon ecstatic to bring you today's special guest, who I got to talk to in person a couple weeks um, in Miami down at Super Bowl, Heather Monahan. Um gosh she is the ultimate female badass of course i wish we could talk a little bit more about sports today what the hell's going on with the xfl how much fun it was to watch last weekend philip rivers and the chargers divorcing my heart is broken cry me a river um but you know we all got to move on am i right so we're going to be getting into more sports news in the next few weeks i'll be going over the new show format soon but back to Heather. Today's all about her. Okay, she was down in Miami for Super Bowl because, you know, she is a Florida native. But she has worked with some athletes to create their own confidence. You know her as the confidence creator, boss in heels, best known as a motivational speaker. Her TED Talks, you might have seen him. She is a fantastic author, a best-selling author, an expert on building your business, an influencer, a mentor. She's done it all. The most amazing things about Heather, though, all come from her resilience and her strength to rise up from the ashes. She's been fired. She's dealt with the ultimate rock bottomness that I don't know. That's not even a word, but I don't care. Like she is seriously your new icon. I mean, whenever you go through something hard. Think of what Heather's been through, and she's been able to build herself back up. We can all do that. Whenever you're having a bad day, recreate your confidence. So I'm not going to ruin everything. She's going to tell us a little bit about who she is. I'm going to let Heather introduce herself because there's no one better to introduce Heather than Heather herself. So let's get into my live in-person conversation with Heather Monahan.
Well, I am so excited to be recording this episode here with Heather Monahan, the OG girl boss. I just am so pumped that I have you in person. It's so nice to meet you finally. Thanks I for know. having me. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we are in your hometown. Of course, I'm here for the Super Bowl, but um, this is your hood. So I'm excited that we're here and you can show me a little bit about Miami. Well, there's not much to see right now because there's an extra 1 million people clogging our streets. So yeah, we're not talking about the traffic. best time, but it's still great that you're here. Yeah, no, I am pumped. And um, obviously we're going to talk about everything that you've accomplished. But um, let's start at the beginning before traffic existed, before this existed. I know so much about you because obviously like I've stalked your life, but I want everyone to get to know you. So take us from the beginning, from a little girl, before Boston Heels, before Creating Confidence, who is Heather? So I grew up really poor in Worcester, Massachusetts. My mom had four kids and worked three jobs, really struggled as a single mom. And I just learned early on that you needed to hustle to drive revenue. So when I was 10, I got a paper route. Then I started bussing tables at diners and I started working at fast food restaurants. That led to waitressing, which led to bartending, which is really the foundation for me learning sales and becoming an expert in sales. And as soon as I graduated college, I went to work for the Gallo Winery. That first year, I became the youngest ever brand manager for the state. I was sexually harassed at that job which allowed for a pivot that drove me to the radio business where I became an equity partner at age 24. I took a $25 million property and launched it into a $55 million property in under three years. I left there and went to a publicly traded company in Florida. I pitched myself for a job that didn't exist. I was awarded the position. I was elevated three different times during my tenure in 14 years. And when the CEO I worked for became ill, and he replaced himself with his daughter. I was fired. That's when you're fired. Which mm -hmm. was the catalyst to me self-publishing and launching my book, Confidence Creator, to my TED Talk, to my podcast, Creating Confidence with Heather Monaghan, my online course, you know, and, and really the entrepreneurial journey that I'm now on. Right, which is incredible. And I mean, if you really think about it, almost every successful person out there has been fired or been rejected or failed at some point. I call it being in good company. When I got fired, I was so bummed out about it and depressed. I started Googling who has been fired and I found out Oprah has been, Mark Cuban has been, JK Rowling, essentially the most successful people in the world were all fired at some point in time. And that was a pivotal moment where they decided to go to work for themselves or start down a new path and really I started embracing that as in good company. Wow, I love that. That's such a good way to look at it because like, I know for me, you know, I didn't have any crazy struggles my entire life, but I struggled with mental health my entire life. But there would be times where I threw myself major pity parties and I thought, you know, well, I'm failing. I can't do this. Um, you know what I mean? Like there were just times where I, I just was so down on myself because I felt like I didn't, I didn't deserve to be failing and then rise up because like only the big, only the big guns could do it. Um, you know, and then it was like, once I changed my mindset and really realized, oh, failure can drive me. Failure can either fire you up and fuel you or really let you down and break you. Um, so I feel like you are such a living example of that. Well, I think that's the biggest difference between, you know, you look at st statistics and 97% of people will give up or yeah. allow failure to beat them. They'll end up working for the 3% that don't give up. Mm -hmm. And when I think about that stat, I just, anytime I'm really struggling, I hold on to that to remember, don't be part of the 97%, Heather, hang out for the three because you can do it. Mm -hmm. And those low moments, moments still come. It, you know, I've been out on my own now for two years and people think, oh, you know, you've made it. Heck no, I'm not, I haven't hit that tipping point mm -hmm. that I've been waiting 
looking for, like a Rachel Hollis. Her mm -hmm. tipping point was, you know, girl, wash your face. Right. Those moments where someone becomes so well-known and millions of books sold, millions in revenue flowing in. Th those are the moments I think you know you pretty much made it. I'm not there yet. So there are still days where I have what I now call Gary Vee taught me this micro challenges, okay. which allow for macro opportunities. And he likened that to my being terminated. In that moment, it was horrible. A micro headache, a micro problem. Doesn't mean it wasn't a problem. Right. It stunk. But it allowed for a macro, huge lifetime potential opportunity. So now I approach all of my problems that way. I'm not being rejected. I'm being redirected to something better. And to start looking at it a different way through a different lens allows you to start processing faster, get into a positive mindset and figure out solutions. Wow. I love that. I mean, I try to preach that on my podcast so much because when I'm talking to athletes who are transitioning into life after sports, whether it's for you know business, something corporate, um, just anything that's off the field, off the court, that's hard, you know, um, especially thinking about failing, you know, like you're scared to fail at something. And of course you're going to fail. If you haven't been doing something your entire life, like you've been playing a sport, um, you're, you're going to fail at one of your first jobs. Um, so to think that you've been on your own for two years and you've been this successful, obviously you have those little, what did you, what did you call them? Mi not micro failures, but micro, micro challenges, micro challenges. Oh, yeah, all the time. Have those. Of course. And I kind of relate it to like how an athlete has to approach life after sports. Well, it's not even just an athlete. It could be anyone. It's me yeah. with life after corporate America. Right. right? So anyone with the transition. It can be any pivot mm -hmm. moment. And it could even be within. You could have stayed in corporate America. And maybe you didn't get the advancement opportunity you had applied for. Someone could allow that to crush them. Mm -hmm. Other people could allow that to fuel them and start applying to other companies and start going back into the boss to say, we've got to readjust expectations here and have better communication. I'm blindsided by this. Any micro moment can be a pivot yeah. in any situation. And it's all about how we decide to tackle it. How do you know, though, that you're living out your true purpose and you're not just filling time in between jobs? I mean, it's very obvious to me okay. now. I, when I got fired, I said to myself, do I want to go back to corporate America and work for someone else? Or do I want to take this one crazy moment in my life? It's the first time I've ever been fired and the first time I ever took a step back to breathe and say, what do I want to do? Mm -hmm. And when I thought about it, I thought, I want to invest in me. If I'm going to take a chance on someone, go work for another company and take, you don't know what you're going to get, or take a chance on me, I want to go all in on me. And working for me means being transparent, being real, telling my story yes. and helping and empowering others. And it brings me so much joy. Every day I hear from someone that either read my book or listens to my podcast or, you know, has seen me speak at an event. And when I hear about life changes they've implemented as a result of whatever tools that they got from me, that is I keep a file on my phone called Fam Love, and I put all those notes in there for the days when I have the micro oh challenges gosh, so I can I go flip that. in and say, oh, kid, don't give up. You're helping way too many people. I love that because we all go through it, and it also makes you relatable because sometimes we see, oh, my gosh, this beautiful woman who's so successful. I'll never be like her. She would you know, never understand anything I'm going through. But when you're so transparent like you are, then you know I realize or Sally over there realizes that, wow, I can do what she can do. I can accomplish anything. That's so funny. So usually when I speak, they were, and you know, I'm on some big stage yeah. and they'll have a screen behind me. And most times they'll have a giant picture of my head. And of course, you know, it's a professional photography yeah. session. So right. I, I look amazing. And so I always walk out on the stage. I say, oh, you guys, did you see this woman? She looks freaking amazing. 
Oh my God. I bet she never has any problems. I bet she's perfect, right? She can't have smelly feet and I'm sure she's not divorced. She doesn't struggle with her weight. You know, I start going down all the things that are mm -hmm. me. I bet she wasn't arrested. Wait, hang on. That's me, you guys. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you. Listen, most people usually are arrested, but I no know, one raises no one their hand. To talk That's about fine. It. Exactly. So the point is, is that I want people to know we can't just judge people based on the day that you had your hair done or didn't, or you know how you look on the outside in that moment. Because there are some days that I've got it all going on, and I really am firing on all yeah. cylinders. And there are days like today. I had two calls from my son's school with problems. I was stuck in traffic 19 different times. A deal fell through that I thought I was getting. I was so confident in. You know, there was all yeah. these first world problems today and I wasn't feeling it and I was feeling frustrated and down, but it's no excuse to quit. And it definitely, um, it's just another reason to say I need to take more action. I need to get in my car and drive yeah. out to Hollywood yeah. and show up here today. Oh my gosh. No, I love that. But sometimes you just have to show up. Like it's just keep moving. Even if it's, you're just shuffling along, you might not be taking huge strides, but I've noticed that for me, sometimes it's like, okay, I'm not making, you know, I'm not achieving my goals right now but I'm moving somewhere. Like I'm going Every somewhere. Every day I'm shuffling. Exactly. Remember that song? <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. No, totally. But that's so true. Like, I don't know, because I was stuck in this rut after I left my, less after I left my last job um, since I was a local sports anchor. And, you know, I felt like such a failure because I wasn't getting hired at other jobs. And I was kind of like, okay, you know, fuck it. I'm going to just start my own podcast and start my own thing. And that's how this all, you know, became what it became. And it turned into something amazing. And once I started moving and stopped caring about what everyone thought and what if everyone thought I was being successful, what everyone thought on social media, what like what it looked like, what I was doing, then things started clicking. That's always a way, you know, everyone will put their self-limiting beliefs on you. It's up to you if you want to accept them or if you want to pass them back. Mm -hmm. And I've learned in the last two years specifically, I used to live by other people's fears and, yeah. and allow people to put that on me and, and hold me in one little place, but I don't do that anymore. And since I've made that huge transition, really amazing things have happened for me and I've seen the momentum, I've seen the greatness. Yes, sometimes it fails. Perry Ellis and I partnered with a brand partnership and we were taking a clothing line to market and we were going on TV with it and it fell apart and it sucked. But you know what? I said next thing and I learned I need multiple revenue streams. I can't just focus on one and that opened my eyes to, okay, what are the five different revenue streams I'm going to start leaning into? And that led me to the speaking business, which is now my number one speaking, my number one revenue driver, so much far beyond what I could have ever made with Perry Ellis. But I wouldn't have ended up there if I hadn't failed in that moment and uh -huh. said not giving up, going to now double down on everything. Right. No, seriously, like sometimes it truly is a blessing in disguise. And I love also that you make time for the little people, like us little fish, you all, you answer messages. You're not too, I know you said like you haven't hit your big moment yet, but I mean, in my eyes you have, but like you really practice what you preach. And I think that that's something that like isn't as attainable anymore for like lots of social media influencers or big people out there that, um, you know, it used to be almost like in the early days of social media, people used to communicate more and now not so much. And I feel like you're still really good at that. Like you're still one of the ones that like still, like you said, with your fans, you hang on to those messages. Yeah. But you also know, once we started a dialogue, I said to you, take my cell phone number and text yeah. me because the problem is, and I really do, I'm very committed to engaging with everyone. However, yesterday I was on radio row and we mm -hmm. had 17 interviews oh, yeah. back to back. I can't be on social media at all, all day. So from eight in the morning till seven at night, I wasn't on. And then you start losing messages in a feed. And that's why I try to, occasionally I'll go on LinkedIn and I'll say, 
please know that if you don't send me an in-mail, because if you send me an in-mail, it goes to my email and to my social. I'll catch one of them. Mm. But if you don't, I may just miss your message. And it's not that I'm ignoring you. You know, anytime I can respond to someone, as long as it's a sane person. Yeah. Listen, I get yeah. crazy messages all the time. Totally. I'm sure yeah. you do. Yeah. Heather, hey, it's Super Bowl. I'll be in Miami. Let's go out for drinks. Yeah. I don't know who you are. And why would I get a babysitter and spend an evening away from my son for someone? Uh, where is this going? Yeah. Versus someone saying to me, yeah. hey, would love to have you on my podcast. Would love to add value to what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm doing. Is there a way we could make 30 minutes? And t- mm-hmm. like, There's very different approaches and mm-hmm. goals there. So part of it's, you know, who oh the gosh. message is coming from. I love that you brought that up. It's so great because it's so true. And I just, I get so tired of it. I mean, it's, it's laughable. It's hilarious. But the funny messages that you'll get from people and you're just like, man, I'm trying to do something professional out here. And like, really? Like, I'm getting these things. And yeah, but you know what I do now? And I do some of my Insta story all the time. I screenshot uh-huh. the crazy you messages. Do? And I put it in my Insta story. Oh and my I gosh. put, hell no. I'm bad because I don't even check people's Insta stories. So now I need to like start checking yours. Yeah, because there's some funny stuff on there. Oh my gosh. That is <laughs> hilarious. So have you got started on your New Year's resolution yet? Well, I've already been able to fulfill mine. For me, it was getting organized. So as much as my room's not clean yet, my phone, I'm getting digitally there. Plus, I'm using QuickTrack. Like I told you at the beginning of this episode, this app has saved my life. It's a free download. You can create and sign a contract all within your cell phone. It's so easy. Basically, the app tells you how to write a contract. You feel like a badass lawyer right when you're doing it. Go do it right now. You won't regret it whether you are a businessman, businesswoman, or just somebody who needs to hire a babysitter and make sure that everything's okay. Go download the QuickTrack app today from the App Store for free. QuickTrack, Q-U-I-K-T-R-A-C-T, QuickTrack. Now, back to the show. So I basically just started learning really how to use Instagram because I got off of it for two years, two and a half. So once I came back, it totally changed. Like there were like stories and everything. And um, I mean, I had to start using it once I started my podcast. But now that I have my podcast and that's kind of like my beard, um, I'm able to be more transparent. I'm able to talk about like mental health. I'm able to talk about things that I could never talk about when when I was a cheerleader, when I was an anchor. Um, You know, it's it's amazing like the things that you can talk about like talk, I could I could talk about being arrested and I don't care like no one's gonna fire me you know it's like things like that and I love that you do that same thing but that's also kind of the blessing of working for yourself well it can be a blessing and a curse when I wrote yeah. my book confidence creator and I put all of that in there I was petrified to release yeah. it because I knew the haters are going to come when you for put sure. honest heartfelt hurtful moments out there people aren't doing that and a lot of people say I'm transparent I had a tough day as a mom and I have ketchup on me that's different than saying I got arrested and here's what happened right so I still feel like social media versus writing a book or like doing a podcast episode about something that's gonna live in infamy and when you make that decision and put it out there it it you know it caused a lot of problems in my family it caused mm. problems for me with people that I had worked with but I knew that was gonna happen and I yeah. still felt at the end of the day I'm checking in with me I feel it's the right decision I know it's not gonna be easy and perfect but I'm grateful I did it now that I'm a year and a half after my book came out but so many times I second-guessed myself yeah. and said why did I do this to myself no, totally but again it comes back to your whole creating confidence mission and I love that like you remind us to be confident because so many times, especially as women, we're told to, um, you know, quiet ourselves as far as like, 
oh, you know, don't be cocky, you know, don't, don't be bossy or don't, th- don't think so highly of yourself. Or like we start judging each other as women if you act too confident. So true. Right? But I'll tell you, it's not just women. I had an NBA player that read my book mm-hmm. and he messaged me on social and his note said, just read your book couple of things and he related to very specific parts of my book so I knew he had read it yeah and related to three points in different chapters and he said the biggest difference between an NBA player that's sitting on the bench and one that's an all-star is confidence we all have excellent skill but it's confidence is what makes the difference and it resonated with me because I I believe he's correct and I said I understand that and he said is there a chance I could meet with you I need to get my confidence up he'd been injured and I ended up meeting with him and his agent in New York this was last year and we sat down and I was I was intimidated going into the meeting because I thought who am I to coach someone who makes 15 million a year I'm not making that but I decided to approach it if it's someone I can help I'm going to be open-minded we had a great three-hour meeting talking about some of the things that he could do fire some negative people from your life get rid of some negative uh, patterns and behaviors put some discipline and safety nets in place you know he had to sometimes these people come into so much money at such a young age that the wrong kind of people are attracted to them you have just one person that's negative infiltrate your circle it can really take you down that was my situation when I was working with a woman that was constantly trying to sabotage me while I knew it was happening, I kept thinking, I'll turn a blind eye. But no matter how much you want to turn the blind eye, it's chipping away at your confidence. And for me, I was able to relate to this player and really help you know, make some good suggestions for him. And I just met with him actually in L.A. a couple weeks ago, and he's doing great, and things are so much better. And it's so great to see when people not only hear what some solutions are, but put them into action and hold themselves accountable. Wow. So what was probably the number one tip that you gave him specifically? I think... Well, there's two things. One was fire the villains, okay, which he did. Right. And number two was drop the bad habits and put safety nets in place to ensure they don't come back because he had, he had one really bad habit. And, and he did both those things. He got rid of the really negative person that was stealing from him, talking down to him, treating him poorly. And, and he was that's bleeding That's so it. common. That's the problem. It's so common. And I mean, people don't think about that stuff, especially with athletes. Like they think, oh, like they make so much money. Like they're fine. No, but they're no, just like the rest exactly. of us. Exactly. You can take advantage of all the time. And you, you're you on such a larger stage. And it was funny because he says to me, you don't know what it's like because you've never no. stood out on a court and had everyone in the world looking at you, millions of people. And I said, you're right. But I've stood on stages Stage. in front of thousands so I can relate to how you're feeling. It wasn't the same amount of numbers of people. But I do understand that point that they're under more scrutiny than any anyone so sometimes it's almost easier to second guess yourself and question yourself and I think that happens to a lot of the players out there oh definitely 100% I mean you have to be so confident and that's the only way that players can keep going that's why how they can stay healthy mentally physically um gosh all of it but I know like for me just even transitioning out of cheerleading like I had to create a new set of confidence for myself because I didn't have that identity of Bridget as the cheerleader anymore, you know? So I had to create this whole new like person, but then I kind of found out like who I really was. And so sometimes when you are finding like your new confidence, you find out that you weren't even confident before in the first place. Does that make sense? Very true. Yeah. No, I, I had created confidence in my past career associated with my title yeah. and how many employees I was responsible for and how much revenue I was responsible for. I'm responsible for hundreds of millions of dollars, thousands of people. And that gave me a sense of pride and stood up taller, but that's not real confidence. Anything that can be taken away from you is not real, right? So it's about figuring out how can I create confidence within me that no one can take from me. And that's about being, feeling good about having feet that sting, feeling good about being a single mom, feeling 
good about, hey, I did get arrested. I've made better choices moving forward and I love the person I've become and embracing the whole thing, not just the stuff that looks good on the outside. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, real quick, we should uh, exchange, so everyone knows, we should exchange arrest stories. You go first. I was um, drinking and driving in my... I believe I was 30 years old or 29 years old. I had just moved to Florida to work for a publicly traded company, taking a huge position. You know, the company invested a lot in me and I was out with one of our number one clients and we had too much wine. I drove home. It was a rainy night and I got pulled over and I ended up being put in jail for 24 hours. They threw my name away. They, it was a really bad situation. The case ended up getting thrown out because yeah. of the way I was yeah. treated, but it was very embarrassing. I had to admit, you know, to my entire team because it was in the press and it was just a really mortifying situation because I made a bad decision and you know, you can't do anything but take responsibility for it. No, totally. I mean, that's how I felt. I mean, mine ended up getting thrown out expunged later too but like I was in college I was 21 but I was just walking outside with an open container with a cider that I had opened but um a cop caught me outside and it was a weekend on campus where they were saying it was um a no tolerance policy so they were throwing anybody in jail that whole weekend who you know had any kind of right (laughs) so I got totally just like horribly handled you know had bruises on my wrists and everything and and you know I still have my mug shot and everything and I'm like that's like pride to me too because you know I like I was this totally just I don't know uncultured young girl that really didn't understand much going on and like once I really went in there spent a whole night in jail you know with this crack addict who's shaking you know you start realizing you can get through anything that you survive that and the fear that you felt and that starts becoming a strength point and a strength memory Mm -hmm. for you if I could live through 24 hours in jail I can get through this breakup I can get through this termination I can get through not getting this job like she was she had tried to set her mom's house on fire and was trying to get her baby back like you know kidnapper you know kid even though she didn't have rights so I'm like wow you know what she has it way harder in life than I do. And she was so cold. She asked me if I had my period because, you know, we only had the toilet in the cell. And she, so I said no. And so she starts taking all the pads to put all over herself because she was so cold. And it was so sad. And, but that was like my moment for me where I was just kind of like, wow, life is bigger than this. I can get through anything. Who Good cares? You. That's you know, right and it was it. like, yes. and now it's such a prideful thing. Like I tell everybody, I'm like, I don't trust you if you haven't gotten arrested. You know, if you haven't been through it, then... You know, and it's great. Like when I was younger, you know, I used to judge people so easily, even like celebrities when they would get arrested for something silly. Um, but now you just never know. You just never know. And like, don't be so quick to judge people. So I always tell people that now. But um, yeah, so I, I always love, I love sharing that with people. But like at my last job, I couldn't really talk about that with my boss, you know. And so it's it's kind of nice to be working for myself. Like it is, it's a blessing and a curse. But it's so nice to be able to be transparent. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. But um, is there anything else you want to wrap us up here with? Well, if you haven't seen my new TED Talk, it's 10 minutes long. It is definitely worth it. I go through the five steps that you need to take to create confidence in your life. And I tell a very personal story about the villain that I overcame. And I'd love it if you go on and check it out. Absolutely. And to read your books. Confidence Creator and listen to my podcast, Creating Confidence with Heather Monaghan. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. It's such a good one. I love it. It is my motivation in the morning. So I'm so happy that we got to do this today. Me too. I'm so glad that we were able to make it work. Yeah. All right.
Well, thanks so much for joining the show. To learn more about Heather and her programs, where to get her book, um, you can go to the episode show notes and click on the links there. And of course, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast to not miss an episode twice a week, every week of the After Orange Slices podcast. And make sure you go follow us on Instagram at After Orange Slices so you don't miss any of the fun behind the scenes action.